This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. What's up, Taylor Nation? Welcome to episode 144 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. My name's Adam. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. How was your guys' week? Good. Good, good. I'm glad to be back. This is a very small podcast today. I know we're missing people. That's all right, though. So, Sammy, <laughs> well, you had a, you had a pretty busy week, though. You went to uh, New York City, yes, and I... visited something kind of that's instantly become iconic. Yes. Would you care to share? Sure. Um, so, <clears throat> I went with a friend of mine, and we went and found Taylor's wings in New York City, and uh, they were pretty. <laughs> they were pretty. So. Um, Taylor just took a picture in front of those and tweeted. What what did she tweet? Finding wings in New York City. Yeah, finding wings in New York City. Um, they're down kind of near where she lives. Not that close, but kind of. Um, they're just on the side of a building. You just have to find the street corner that they're at the intersection of and take a picture. <laughs> so you're so you're not gonna tell us where it's at, is what No, I can tell you where it is. Yeah, um, Sammy, I would like love I for you to like, like share GPS coordinates. <laughs> Well, Sammy, um, that was that was kind of the point of it. What would be the point of being like, "Hey, Sammy visited those wings in, in that picture that Taylor yeah, took that it's in one New York time." City, just kind of walk around. You'll eventually find them. Yeah, it's only it's a city a small, of like twenty million thing. people. It's you, really easy to get there. Shut up! All it's right, really easy again. to get there. Um, it's in the Nolita section of New York City, which is north of Little Italy. For those who don't know, um, what that means, and it's on the corner of Mott Street and Kenmar. And basically, to get there, you take the six train from. Uh, oh, now she's getting really detailed. Yeah. Now that yeah. Steve and so I like yeah. ripped on her. Take the six local train um, from Grand Central. No, from. Okay, Sam, you don't have to be that detailed. What was the intersection? Yeah, I am. <laughs> take it to Spring Street and walk. Oh, Spring Street. Okay, I know where that is. Okay, I have no idea what either of you are talking about. So, so there. Sammy, this <laughs> just just speaking from the perspective of someone who may be listening right now, um, if I were to visit New York, this is what I would do. I would ask you, Sammy, what is the intersection? Ma and Kenmar. Okay, and then I would GPS that. Right. Everything would... you said about the train and stuff went over my head. <laughs> here, here on the West Coast, we have cars. We don't we don't take public transportation. Yeah. <laughs> don't take the car. <laughs> don't, don't don't try that in New York. Whatever you do, <laughs> don't try that in New York. Folks. Yeah, you won't get anywhere if you drive your um, car in New York. Yeah, right? I mean there were a couple other people there taking photos. It didn't seem like they were there because of Taylor. They were just I don't know maybe walking by and saw it or I don't know what. Um, but you know we had a couple people after I went on T Swift on tour tweet us photos of the wings. So if you want to do that, we're favoriting them because. We like to see that you guys went and saw them. Um, we either had a couple people Photoshop themselves on them, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you go and see them or if you're creative enough to Photoshop yourself, send them to us. Perfect. Thank you for sharing that long-winded story, Sammy, where you could have just said, they're on the corner of this and this. Shut go up. check them out. But they're in this Little Italy. Yeah, Sammy it's Day, isn't it? <laughs> you Sammy it. <laughs> but I don't mean to rush you and sound rude, but we do have an excellent discussion coming up in just a few minutes from 
you know, it's a song analysis of a very highly requested song, and we'll get to that in a few moments. But, Samuel, you were there. You also saw some sort of Taylor musical, didn't you? Yeah, I'll just talk really briefly about it because it was really short. Basically, what it was was it was at Below, below Studio 54, and um, basically it was um, they would tell, like, a poem, basically, about, like, a section of their show that, like, would start out, you know, happy love, and then we're breaking up, and then we're sad, and then we're angry, and blah, 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 blah. Um, and then they would correspond the poem with um, several different Taylor songs. And they were all Broadway people, so the singing was phenomenal. Um, they had a pretty good selection of music. It was mostly Red-based. You know, that's her newest album, so that makes sense. Um, but they did... Um, a pretty heavy mixture of fearless songs also. Um, so, and, Sammy, you know. refresh my memory, though. Like, who was this and what was the purpose of putting it on, making it, it was musical? Just, it was kind of like a showcase, I suppose. Um, I don't know if they're trying to turn it into something or what, but it was just, you know, a bunch of Broadway actors, not famous ones, but Broadway actors that were doing a Taylor thing. So was it an actual story? Did it tell a story I mean, just using Taylor's music like a musical poem, would do? Or Yeah, kind of. The, the poems that they chose told the story, and then the music kind of threaded it together to make it make sense. I mean, it wasn't like they were, like, talking because they weren't. They were reciting poetry to make it make sense. Um, but I think the thing that they did best was they also they used – Taylor music as transitions rather than speaking so like they would be singing like I don't know for example they were singing State of Grace and then in order to transition into the next song they would sing like a slight sh very short you know one sentence line from You Belong With Me which was really interesting so what was the organization that puts this on um I don't know well, that's helpful. What if no, somebody out there wants to see it? I don't think it was it? an organization. I don't think it was an organization. I think it was a director that had this inspiration and casted or cast a few actors like he knew could do it, and they performed it, and that was it. Is it something ongoing? Is it something no. people can know? So if, if they visit New York, they can't see it? No. Oh. I believe it was one night only. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah, I know. It was really good, though. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe well, as long as it was good, maybe there's some YouTube videos out there of I'm it. Sure, I'm sure there is. I'm sure there is. Cool. And then before we get going into the main episode, I, I did want to give a little teaser here. At the end of the episode, we're finally playing something that several people have requested. Most recently, Sophie emailed asking we play this. I tell you guys all the time about these Dear Taylor voicemails that we get. People that are calling, thinking that they're calling Taylor, when really it's us on the other end. It's just us. Sorry. And uh, we got one that was actually quite creepy. So Did that's you... my disclaimer. If you're going to be creeped out pretty easily. Oh, oh, the one at the end. Okay. Yeah, that's why I'm saving it for the end of the episode. I'm going to spare any ears that don't want to be creeped out. Now, I, I guess I'm making it sound worse than it is. Yeah, it, it's, it's, not nothing, bad, yeah. it's nothing naughty. It's it's. Nothing like PG-13 or rated R. It, it's a PG sort of voicemail. It's just really odd and bizarre. So there's <laughs> your little teaser. That's going to be playing at the end of the episode. But before we get there, we got to get through some things. So, uh, Sammy, what's been going on in the Taylor Swift news lately? Um, so Taylor was seen walking through Central Park with a reporter. Um, she was followed by a parade of fans through the park. Um, I can relate, Taylor. You know, when I walk <laughs> totally, through the park, you know? people follow me, too. 
Um, she took several photos with the fans and tipped a street performer before sitting down with the reporter at a secluded gazebo on the lake in Central Park. Um, a fan was rowing on the lake and saw her in the gazebo and rode up, rode up to her. Um, Taylor and her bodyguard both helped the girl out of the boat so that Taylor could take a picture with her. Um, Taylor, the fan then told Taylor it was her birthday, and Taylor gave her $90 to go get a nice dinner on Taylor. Is that confirmed? Yes, that is confirmed by the girl's friend who was in the boat with her. Oh my. That it was her birthday, or? No, that it was her birthday, and that Taylor gave her a gift, and the gift was $90. So the moral of the story is, if you ever run into Taylor Taylor in Central Park, tell her it's your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Because apparently she buys you dinner. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, like I said, she tipped the the music street performer in um, Central Park like 50 bucks. Oh, wow. Well, she's a supporter of music as a whole. We've known that for a long time. I mean, she could have given him a dollar. She could have given him $5. She gave him a $50 bill. How do you know that? Because you can look in the picture. You zoom in on the picture. You can see that it's a $50 bill. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then my last question, though. The reporter, we've gotten mixed reports, yeah, right? Yeah. We-, um, we were originally told and under the impression that it, he was a reporter from Rolling Stone. Um, we have since looked into it, and we are fairly certain that he was a reporter for Forbes. Um, we, or I looked around on the internet, you know, Googling his image with, you know, Rolling Stone reporter, and I couldn't find one that looked like him. I never looked for Forbes. I just, you know, whatever. (laughs) But I'm going to go with he's a Forbes reporter until someone can prove to me otherwise. Okay, so we're just not 100% sure on that. No, we're not, which is why we just say a reporter. Um, So we'll just have to keep an eye on on every magazine, because I'm sure whatever it was, Taylor will be on the cover. Oh, yeah, because it also looked like... You know, she played him new music off her phone. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a picture of them walking down the street, and she's, you know, unless he's she's playing him, like, you know, her favorite song of the moment, she's going through her iPod. And well, has... that's possible, too, I Sammy, mean, it because it, it's a pretty common question in interviews with Taylor. Hey, what's on your iPod right now? Yeah. So I wouldn't go quite as far as to say she just played music like that for a reporter, because thus far we don't really have any any serious confirmed album five news and i feel like at this point in time and again this is my opinion i feel like it would be kept within a very small group of taylor big machine executives i mean i'm sure they have to sign you know confidentiality things when they report her this time of the year or any time of the year but i would imagine if this was you know reporting now this is going to come out in like october so that kind of makes sense okay so what else we got going on? Um, so Abigail, our, our good friend Abigail Anderson. Um, our good friend? <laughs> I've never met her before. I've never met her either. Steve, have you met her? Nope. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Taylor's good friend. Taylor's right. good friend Abigail Anderson um, Instagrammed a photo of Taylor and her hiking. Um, from the looks of the photo and the looks of the tree, it looks like they were hiking in Central Park. Um, it's a very adorable photo of the two of them. Um, Abigail was quoting uh, a Friends episode, um, which we thought was cute that they both watch Friends and that it's so like no a one told you life was gonna be this way. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, I think that's a fair. I think that's a, a fair line claim for I, I Taylor's so life. Um, and then Taylor retweeted it. So it's on Abigail's Instagram. Taylor retweeted it. So you can click the link on her Instagram. 
Um, and it's this really cute photo. Cool. Um, you know, we kind of have one little tiny bit more of no news. Should I? Do oh, that? just a tiny bit. Just, just you know, tiny. Just tiny. something small. Minor. Yeah. Know. I don't even know if we should mention it. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I guess we can throw it out there. All right, I guess so. But you know, take it with a grain of salt because it's you know it's really it's it's not like Taylor was announced to play at the iHeartRadio Music Festival on Friday, September nineteenth. Who was she? Oh, I think she was. <laughs> um, so like we just said, Taylor is playing at the iHeartRadio Musical Festival in Las Vegas on Friday, September nineteenth. Yes, we get Taylor in Vegas finally. <laughs> Uh, with that being said, this makes the assumption that we, at the very least, will have a first single before then. Do you guys agree with that assumption? Emphasis on Sammy's word, assumption. <laughs> yeah. Because I did want to discuss something here, and that is something we've talked about before, the credibility of sources. Because it, the rumor has been going around this fan base recently because an iHeartRadio personality uh what's her name Kristen cruz i think i don't even think she's on like a california based station or a new york based station she's in like middle of nowhere iheart station well iheart is owned by clear channel which owns what? hundreds of radio stations across More the US. thousands right i, I probably maybe yeah. i don't i don't know exactly i i haven't looked into it that in depth but she tweeted something about Taylor debuting new music mm-hmm. at the iHeartRadio Music Festival. And a lot of people took that to heart because they're like, oh, she works for iHeart. It's like, well, that may yeah. be so. She does work for iHeart. But that <laughs> doesn't mean she has any more information or credibility than anybody else, any other this, sort of reporter. And this is the other thing that goes along with that. And Adam and I have talked about this. Um, Taylor, first of all, doesn't or not doesn't let's make this a positive spin she when she plays in front of a live audience she wants a live audience to be singing louder than her and if she's going to be debuting new music in front of an audience that has never heard her these songs before whether you're a fan or you don't like taylor you're not going to know the words to the song and she's not going to she doesn't want to do that um the other thing with that is that you know, she also is going to want to debut new music, whether she does it the way she usually does it with, you know, Good Morning America on Monday morning. She plays a clip and then it goes on iTunes that night or what have you, whatever she's going to do. She wants to make it so that the most amount of fans at one time can get the new music. If she plays new songs that nobody's heard at iHeart, only people at iHeart are going to hear it. Like you can hear it online. But it's not aired on television for months later. You well, know? So- here's my opinion on the matter. I think when it comes to debuting new music, Taylor is going to actually debut new music and release it on her own terms. She's not oh, going to release it as one artist in a no. lineup of several at somebody else's music festival. Yeah. I, I don't think she would do that. Now, I am speculating and theorizing and would like to believe that there she will have new music by then yeah, that I mean, might be played at iHeart, but yeah. only if she has already announced it and or released it. Yeah, I mean, last time she played iHeart, We're Never Ever Getting Back Together was announced and released on iTunes on August 13th. She then performed it live for the first time at the VMAs a month later when everybody knew the song by then. And then she also chose to play it at iHeart. But that was the only song off of Red that she played at iHeart. Every other song 
with Off of Speak Now and Fearless. Well, here's the other thing you have to keep in mind with iHeartRadio is it is com- composed, comprised, com- all, lots of people. <laughs> yeah, it's made up of lots of different artists from several different genres everybody from hip-hop to pop to country to even djs like dead mouse was at the last one steve aoki is going to be at this one um and you have all these different genres and in order for the audience to enjoy your music if they're not necessarily one of your biggest fans is to play your most popular songs so yeah. that way they know them And only Taylor's biggest fans are going to be familiar with her obscure songs, like the one we're discussing later in this episode. Yep. So So that's our opinions. Basically, in a nutshell. Sorry? I I was just going to say to them, if they have different opinions, then they should tweet us about them, because I would love to hear them. Yeah, I I was just going to say, basically, in a nutshell, just be careful who your sources are. Mm Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say about that. What say you, Steve? You're quiet. Uh, what to sources, say you, Steve? My, my source is Wikipedia, and uh, Clear Channel has 850 channels. For Thanks, stations. Steve. Yes. I was right when I said hundreds. You were. I was close when I said thousands. Wikipedia like is, right, is not a went over. good source. I know. <laughs> um, all right. Should I do the calendar really fast? Yeah, what's Taylor got going. coming up? Um. So Teen Choice Awards are on August 10th on Fox, which is next Sunday. Right? Yeah. No. I don't have a calendar in front of me, but if you it's in like two weeks. Um, she's nominated for Teen Choice Female Artist, Choice Female Country Artist, and Choice Smile. You the tenth is two Sundays away, Sam. They're Sunday, August tenth on Fox. Um, the world premiere of The Giver is August eleventh in New York City. We again don't know if Taylor is going. We hope she does, or she goes to the Teen Choice Awards. Either way, we can see how pretty she looks on the red carpet. Um, and then Taylor's new movie, The Giver, is in theaters on August 15th, which is in, like, two weeks, I think, or something. Yeah, two weeks. <laughs> Sammy yeah. needs a calendar in front of her when she's do. doing the calendar. <laughs> I don't look at calendars. Calendar that would be, be really useful. But um, <laughs> thank you for doing all that, Sammy. Obviously, Diane wasn't here to help you with the news. You had to do both news and calendar today. So thank you for, for fulfilling that role okay. while Steve sits quietly and he's shy. Excited. Hi, Steve. Hi, how's it going? Oh, you know, it's <laughs> Is it time going. for the main discussion yet? Yeah. Are you is that what you've been waiting for this whole time? Well, no, no, no. Steve is overly excited. So, like I said earlier, we got a request to analyze a song of Taylor's quite a while ago. Emily sent it in, and since then, several people have followed up and been like, please do this song, please do this song, please do this song. It's a very beloved song of Taylor's, and that is Stay Beautiful. So... Let's talk at first what the song is generally about. Anyone want to take that one, Steve? It's about, um, you know, a guy who, um, you know, and he's a bit, he doesn't know he's beautiful. Is your name Steve? Yeah, come on. But yeah, that's, (laughs) that's more or less it. Is it someone that really is loving and caring someone for someone that may not know that they feel that way? That's kind of the main thing I got out of it. I, I kind of picked out that this individual, the male character that it's about, doesn't know that they are an amazing person. It's yeah, one I of those beauty that... is in the eye of the beholder things. And yeah. Taylor sure. obviously saw something in this person that they didn't see about themselves. Yeah, I think it's kind of both sides of that sword in terms of he doesn't know that, you know, she likes him. And she he also doesn't know 
you know, how wonderful a person he is to anybody, let alone her. You know, I feel this song is very characteristic of Taylor's early album, of that Taylor Swift oh, album, yeah. in that it um, is very much like the underdog type song. And Taylor's always been for the underdog and always will be, but she doesn't necessarily write in this style anymore where she's no. sort of like... Also, it's also one of her songs that are kind of, it's ambiguous in terms of whether she is talking about this guy or whether she observed someone else doing you know what i'm saying like it's kind of uh from what i understand this is more of an observation song it's admiring someone from afar i would agree with that too yeah i mean that's that's what i feel uh so i guess who the who i mean the who is named in the song it's Corey. (laughs) which if you guys have seen the speak now target commercials you know who Corey is who's Corey? his name is Corey roberts he was she was in love with him in fourth grade come on get with it (laughs) <laughs> what's his name his name is Corey roberts really yes should i sammy, find sammy just showed you up person? big time <laughs> that's why we have sammy though i ask the questions and sammy answers them yes um i'll yes. find a link to the target commercial do you know what i'm talking about steve yes i do thank you do you really steve or are you just saying that no i, I remember the target commercials can someone explain to me this target commercial it's basic or steve can do it there was a Target commercial a while ago that had all sorts of... Was that the one where she was in the squirrel thing? Yeah, in the squirrel, and she got yeah. hit in the head with the basketball, yeah. Right, right, right. It's It's been a while, I. but yeah. I don't actually remember that particular guy from it, but I do remember the commercials. Yeah. So how does like, the commercial link back to this Corey Roberts? Because was, she's yeah. talking at the beginning of the commercial about how she was in love with Corey Roberts when she was in fourth grade. Really? So are you basically saying the people that think it was Corey Monteith that it's not? Uh, yeah. Because I have heard that theory. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no. I mean, based on the age of it, I, I would yeah. say that it definitely I mean, it would be more about the Corey from... Plus, even the theme of what's going on throughout there, I mean, it, it, it's kind of more of a younger age story. It's yeah. a crush. It's a young crush. Right. And, of course, the secret message of the song Shake and Bake gives us absolutely nothing. (laughs) I actually really like that secret message. Can you imagine if she had a song with a secret message, Shake and Bake, now? (laughs) Like Shake and Bake. People would riot. I think at this stage of the game, Shake and Bake, everyone thinks of uh, that Will Ferrell movie where he's a NASCAR driver. Yeah, Talladega Nights, A Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Yeah. Shake and Bake, baby. (laughs) The shake and bake is actually um, what is the thing that you can do to put like uh, I don't know like breadcrumbs on chicken kind of thing, yeah. isn't it? Some sort of something yeah, like that. It's something from Kraft Foods. Yeah. So it's just very bizarre secret message, and I have absolutely no idea what it could tell us about this song. I guess you guys don't either. No, maybe they used to, you know, have shake and bake at her house or his house or. I guess. That's Somebody the only thing I can think of. It's maybe something they ate together, something they cooked together. Something. Yeah, I would go with that. I think that that's fair. I mean, and the for... only thing I know is some of those early Shake and Bake commercials. I think it's like, Shake and Bake, can I help? I don't, I don't know if that means anything more to it or not, but that's kind of how I remember the commercials. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk um, lyrics here. Let, let's dive into it. Um, I bolded a whole bunch of stuff. 
that I thought was kind of interesting. Well, take um, it away then, Sammy. Go ahead. I think a big one and the, you know, the five, one, two, three. Yeah, five of us <laughs> um, had this conversation last night in text. Um, we were discussing what it means to smile like the radio. <laughs> well, let's um, give credit where credit's due. That's the one where Diane jumped into the conversation. And since yeah. she couldn't be here today is like, that's my question. Yeah. And, and I've, I've thought about this. Now, when she sings it, she pauses after jungle. However, in the lyrics, there is a comma after smiles. So it's two separate thoughts. It's Corey's eyes are like the jungle. He smiles. And then it's like the radio. He whispers are two separate thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I, I get smiles, that. And then he's whispering like the radio. That's 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 the, the separate when she sings it, she doesn't sing it that way. And uh, Maya's contribution was that uh, she told Taylor told somebody in Club Red that she thought it sounded good, and now she regrets it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's 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 basically that story. But you know, when she sings it, she pauses in one place. When it's written, there's a comma in another. I feel like Club Red stories aren't always entirely accurate because it's like yeah, a giant I mean... game of telephone, you know, where, like, <laughs> someone tells someone who tells someone who tells someone, and by the time it gets around, like, the story's a little bit skewed. Yeah. If, if you were that person that asked Taylor, please tweet us because I really need to know this story. <laughs> <laughs> so... um, but, yeah, that's that's the story with that. Um, and um, Well, what do think... eyes like a jungle mean? <gasps> Ooh, you can get lost like in them. They're very, very yes. green. That's that's deep, Taylor. His eyes are <laughs> like a jungle because you can get lost in them. I I go with that, Adam. Thank you, yeah. Steve. Just came up with it right now, but I think Sammy's probably more accurate based on the age Taylor was when she wrote this. Uh, it, it's probably green eyes. She probably thought it was a clever way of saying his eyes are green. Because, I mean, I'm sure that people have told her, wow, your eyes are like big blue oceans or whatever. You know, it's the same kind of thing. Well, what does is it isn't there something what is it? In Sparks Fly she mentions green eyes. What other song? I'm singing the song in my head, hold on. Someone help me out here. Steve? I'm thinking about it. Steve, you're <laughs> the king of Google. Why don't you Google it really quick? Uh, Sparks Fly. It is yeah, Sparks, it Fly. Sparks Fly. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm not totally off base. So I think I'm Taylor has a thing for green baby. eyes. That's and that's actually interesting that you bring that up, Adam, because Sparks Fly is actually a really old song. I, I thought it was interesting that I brought it up because I have green eyes. Fine, Adam. It's <laughs> Your name is secretly Corey. <laughs> Taylor wrote um, all her songs about me, really. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. <laughs> and then at the, the, the end of the first verse, um, she sings, Does he know? Will you ever know? Um, and then it goes into the chorus of your beautiful, every little piece love. And don't you know, you're really going to be someone ask anyone. Um, I personally really like this line because it kind of goes back to the dual sided meaning of this song in terms of, you know, does he know that, you know, I like him? Will he ever know that I like him? And does he know how awesome he is? Will he ever know how awesome he is? So I like it. I like it like that. Um, yeah, no, Sammy, you're right, because that also appeals to the whole underdog concept that Taylor was so big on in her earlier writing. Yeah, sort of the people I, that don't uh, know. Um, I think one thing about this song that a lot of people like, well, first of all, it's a really adorable love song, but it's also 
you know, a song that you can use. I mean, obviously it is about a boy and it's very obvious it's about a boy. Um, but I think it's also one of those songs that you can, you know, use in reference to, you know, trying to pick up a friend that's, you know, having issues with, you know, she doesn't feel smart enough or she doesn't feel, you know, good enough or pretty enough or whatever. It kind of has that same meaning, kind of like the outside that we talked about a little bit. Um, that kind of flips back and forth in terms of whether it's a love song or whether it's, you know, let's make our friends happy because they're sad situation. That we think. I don't think it's either. <laughs> okay. What do you think then? I, I, I well, I, I just said what I thought it was. I mean, I think it's like <laughs> that underdog song where it's somebody that doesn't know the, their worth. They right. But see do you worth. only think it's about a guy that doesn't know their worth or do you think it could be a, any man or any woman? Well, Sammy, worth? this is one of the interesting things about Taylor that we talked about on several occasions. Well, she writes a song about a particular scenario. It applies to many different scenarios and that's right. why her music's so relatable. So in this case, I do think it's about one individual and that's what it was because I mean, Taylor's writing back then wasn't nearly as complex as yeah. it is now. So she didn't necessarily have the talent to capture multiple multiple emotions in one line back then. So this just happens to be a relatable scenario, but it is, in my opinion, about one individual and one scenario. Fair enough. Get it? Get it. Good. Got it. <laughs> oh, Steve is still here. Weird. Yes, I'm still here. <laughs> what, what line do you like, Steve? Uh... I th- one of the ones that's good for me is the if you and I are a story that never gets told. That's kind of a, a neat way to write something there. Yeah. That is really cool, Steve, because it it actually – I'm trying to think of which of her other songs it sort of reminds me of. Um, um, someone help me out here. My my brain's not working today. It's the my weirdest not really thing. Today I don't know what's going on. But um, uh, if you and I are a story that never gets told, uh, la, la, la. I'm, um, I'm just trying to what also about the story of us. I mean, that's an, yeah. That's I mean, the story of us. To. But then there's kind of kind of relating things to a book. You know, that's uh, kind of what both of these would be doing. Well, what I like about oh, it, Steve, is it like adds. Like it, it it adds a little bit of fantasy to it. I'm I'm just trying to think of how to put my thoughts into words on this one because it is a really intriguing line. Yeah. If you I and mean, I are a story like that the, never gets the, told. The fantasy version of Hey Steven where she's, you know, talking about all those other girls are, you know, throwing rocks at your window kind of thing. It's the same kind of thing. It's just more of a fantasy way, whereas Hey Steven is like a very literal you don't see me. Kind of thing. I'm gonna shut up now. <laughs> no, no need. Keep going. Keep um, going. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking in my head. <laughs> You're like, oh, now I'm done. <laughs> I know. I, I've forgotten every Taylor song ever. It's fallen out of my head. <laughs> you know, something that's interesting—a line that I sort of like and don't like at the same time—is when she says it's hard to make a conversation when he's taken my breath away. Okay, I know why you like it, because it's probably the same reason that I like it. Why don't you like it? Well, why don't I like it is because I kind of think it's cheesy. It's it's like something you would see in one of those uh, one of those awful TV shows where it's like, he's taking my breath away, so I can't talk to him. Like, I don't know. Have you guys ever encountered a situation? I've never been in a position where I can't talk to someone. 
Mm, yeah, I've been in those. I've I mean, been there too. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're just too skillful there, Adam. That's that's the problem. <laughs> I just talk too us, much. Us I guess. awkward people. That kind of stuff happens all the time. Yeah, well, and it's I, not even because you're like afraid to talk to them. You're just like, well, it is a little bit that you're afraid to talk to them, but then you're also just kind of like, you know, like the adrenaline's just like out yeah. of control, and you just can't, you know, put thoughts together and everything else like that. Yeah, and then when it comes out, it gets really awkward, and you're just like, I wish I hadn't said that. <laughs> well, I just don't think that there's anything uniquely Taylor about that line. It just seems like such yeah. a common concept. It, it is common, but that's part of what the you know good part of it is, is people can relate to that, except for Adam, who's perfect. <laughs> and exactly. she was also, what, 14, 15 when she wrote this song? Like, she was, you know, taking inspiration from what she knew, which was, you know— stupid romantic comedy cheesy movies where that occurs you know um and then i i kind of thought about it more this is also kind of like um teardrops you know the you and i are story that never gets told um you know Mm. because in teardrops there's another girl so oh good one sammy (laughs) yay i win my points changing changing the discussion on us there but going back to the line it's hard to make a conversation when he's taking my breath away, Sammy. Why do you like it? Um, well, kind of like Steve said, I can relate to it. Um, you know, it's kind of like, I mean, it is cheesy. I'm not going to say it's not cheesy, but it's, um, you know. I don't know if it's cheesy, but maybe just overused. Yeah, that's kind of more that's, what it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, going back to thinking about Taylor at 14 or 15, First of all, like I said, she was taking inspiration from where she saw it, which was, you know, romantic movies and, you know, love stories and things of that nature. Um, And also just probably everyday observation. I mean, when you're 14, 15, and you're talking to a boy you like or anybody you like, you know, you're literally just probably standing there, you know, on the brink of having drool come out of your mouth while they're talking about, you know, a video game or something. Sammy, I've never drooled while speaking about video games. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just throwing that one out there. I, I tend not to drool. Can you help me, Steve? In the office. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're on your own, Sammy. Dang it. <laughs> Sammy's on her own for this one. Sammy, would you like me to save you? Yeah, fine. What? I said, yeah, fine. Except every other girl in the in in the world that's listening to this is gonna understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I, I understand what you're talking about. I do. <laughs> like Sammy said, every other girl in the world. No, that's ah, uh, I got you. <sighs> that was so mean, dude. Yeah, right. uh, he walked into it though. The timing was perfect. Okay. Okay. So, Sammy, Next I know Taylor you... talk. Everybody's fired except for Sammy. Sammy, I know you wanted to talk about um, how Taylor's recent Instagram comment that's been all over the news relates to this song. We should give Diane her credit here as well, because truth be told, I don't think any of us wanted to do this song until Diane came up with this concept. And we were like, okay, we get behind that. Um, So a couple days ago, um, and this is now you know, reached several different news platforms. National news. Yeah. Um, you know, ABC as we know, news, People Magazine. Yeah, this is M- entertainment. Or okay, Sammy, something. just tell us what it anyway, is. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> you know, she, she, she's she been commenting on fans' Facebook or Instagrams 
And um, she posted this one very, very lengthy comment to a girl named Hannah. Um, and it's talking about unrequited love. And basically, you know, she talks about, um, I'm skimming it real quick, about, um, she says, no matter what happens in the situation, I want you to remember that what you are doing is selfless and beautiful and kind. You are loving someone purely because you love them, not because you think you'll ever have your affections reciprocated. You are admiring something for its beauty without needing to own it. And um, I think that that's kind of a huge chunk of this song about admiring someone from afar. And, you know, it definitely hurts to have to look at somebody and know that quite possibly it never will be. Um, but, you know, sometimes we do that because we want them to be happy more than we want to be with them. Wow, look we, how much better I, Taylor's writing has gotten. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I think we should go with what the definition of that is just to make sure everyone's on the same page. And that's kind of like a one-sided love where you love someone, but they don't love you back. I mean, yes. We have no reason to believe that he didn't love her back because, I mean, if you really want to get technical, you know, chances are that if, you know, he doesn't know that he's a beautiful person – then he's probably very unaware that, you know, quote-unquote Taylor's character or any girl was, you know, infatuated with him like she was. Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of one-sided in, in that terms, but it's not as one-sided as, say, Teardrops where he was, you know, in a relationship with another girl or You Belong With Me where he's in a relationship with another girl. Um, I think more than anything, it's very interesting to see Taylor at 24 talking about the same thing that she talked about a decade earlier. Yes. But in a much more poetic fashion. grown up and mature fashion. Yeah. Well, you know what, though? That's one of the things I have to admire about her. And I think one of the reasons that people have stuck with her for so long where they don't necessarily stick with other artists is because she remains unchanged at her core. Yeah. And I mean, you know, we can have this conversation until we're blue in the face about you know, whether her music's changed, whether her personality's changed, whether, you know, the clothes that she's wearing has changed her at all. But this is a very poignant and obvious example of how she hasn't changed. Like, she's grown up, but she still has the same opinions on things, just in a more, like Steve said, mature manner. And, you know, can, uh, uh, ugh, I can't do it, can, can talk about it in a more eloquent fashion. Right. So that Instagram comment is really cool and it's become probably I, I would I would say arguably the most popular one she's made. Yes. So I would say at this stage, yep. So put on your director's hats for a minute and sit in the big chair. If you were to make this into a music video, what would it look like? Can I not go first? Because no one's gonna like what I'm gonna <laughs> No one's gonna <laughs> like what you want, Sammy? No. I don't, I don't understand. Um, I don't have any terribly creative I idea for this. It just seems because, you know, with a, like a lot of Taylor's early songs, how they're very similar in theme, like we were talking about, I think it'd be very difficult to make a unique music video yeah. out of this. I think it would be really hard to do that because the way I would picture something like this is as everything else. It's just sort of, it'll be one of those things that takes place in a school with the lockers around them and 
the guy is at a distance and she's observing him and so basically the you know <laughs> teardrops music video yeah pretty standard <laughs> pretty standard video i mean i i really haven't got anything unique for this one um other than playing on that that uh confusing line he smiles it's like the radio if there's a play on the radio but then again if there's the radio thing it kind of goes similar to um highway don't care only not mm. quite as sad but that whole idea with a voice on the radio mm, that's kind of interesting i don't know it's just what i came up with off the top of my head here i haven't really put much thought into it. I'm not a music video director, but right. fortunately Steve is. Steve's a music video director <laughs> by profession. I don't know if you knew that, uh, but uh, uh, Steve is really, you know, all those names uh, credited to Taylor's music videos, they're aliases for Steve. He's really Trey uh, Fanjoy, guys. Yeah, there you go. No, <laughs> I am not. Um, you know, actually, it's kind of funny. I, th- this particular one, I almost see it as something that would be cool in a musical. I don't, I don't musical. know why. Yeah, because just like a little more, like not real deep, but just kind of right at the surface kind of thing. I just think it'd be kind of cool as a song that would be done in a musical, maybe a music video of this part of the musical. I don't know. It's kind of strange, but it's... Can you embellish further? I'm having trouble picturing <laughs> what uh, you're like, talking about. The the song overall is, is very simple, but it's a great concept to try to get across. Like, I almost see this in some sort of high school musical that they would perform this number. Does um, that see it at all? No? Yeah, okay. no, I do. Okay. I mean, truth be told, to go back to what we were talking about earlier about why I went and saw the Taylor musical, um, a friend of mine is writing a Taylor musical for her thesis. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is one of many songs that she is toying around with and um, i think it'll be a great choice yeah i mean you know her musical story isn't that you know just you know complicated um right. it's, it's it's very basic story and i can kind of see it in terms of i mean i've seen many musicals in my day um but you know even if like i can kind of see like a, you know almost like a summer loving grease kind of thing where like yeah. you know the boys are on one side of the stage and they're kind of frozen in time and you know the girl is walking with a group of her friends and she's kind of daydreaming the whole situation while these other girls are just you know talking about nothing kind of thing i can see thank that. you sammy that's perfect sammy you want to <laughs> duet summer loving with me come on sammy sure, we'll do that one day. <clears throat> summer <laughs> loving had me a blast Hey, she knows the words. Yeah, I do. (laughs) I met a girl crazy for me. Met a boy cute as can be. Okay. (laughs) Enough with the duet. Um, (laughs) That's so off topic, it's ridiculous. Oh, God. Um, Um, Grease is awesome, nonetheless. Let's just throw that out there. Grease is, and this is the perfect episode to not have Diane on because she hates Grease. Really? Taylor doesn't hate Grease? What? Taylor doesn't hate Grease. I said Diane. Oh. She wasn't listening. Of course (laughs) not. Sammy never listens to me. about Taylor playing Sandy in a remake of Grease. (laughs) That was a rumor. I don't think that's ever going to happen. No, I was saying that if it did happen, not that it's going to happen. Oh, 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 I gotcha. Except you want to know a trivia about Taylor? Okay, so Taylor's obsessed with Olivia Newton-John, and she has an Olivia Newton-John keychain. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Is that why she named her cat Olivia? No, actually, no. she named Olivia Benson after. <laughs> SVU, I know, but that's Steve. also another good reason, though. 
Very good. We'll go with that. That's totally what it is. It's a dual reason. Two reasons. (laughs) So, Stay Beautiful, if you had to rank it, Sammy, on a scale of 1 to 13, what would you give it? Um... I think that, you know, for the time that it was written by Taylor compared to other songs she wrote at the time, mainly Tim McGraw, which was, you know, for a 15-year-old in the country world breaking out in it, um, it was kind of a a complicated song in terms of what she was, you know, painting the picture of. So I would say this is kind of simpler than that, quote-unquote. I would probably give it... Like a nine, maybe? A nine? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good song, and I think that the lyrics and the story that she's painting are very solid and very, you know, relatable. Um, But it is a very, you know, simple song that a 14, 15-year-old wrote. What about you, Steve? in terms of that, I would probably give it like an... Uh, I'm going to go... Oh, sorry, Sammy, I cut you off. Were you changing your number? I was was done. Okay, Steve? (laughs) I'm going to do what we normally do on this show, and I'm going to give it a 10. That way it makes Sammy look bad, not me. Um, it is a good song overall. Uh, it is, you know, for for the time and the age and everything else like that, um, it's a good concept and such, so I enjoy it. Don't listen to it all the time, but it is one that I... It's, it's one of my more favorite Taylor songs. Okay, Steve, you don't have to worry about looking bad because I'm going to give it a lower rating. Um, out of 13, I... I'll go with like a, a six to seven ish, kind of like oh a fifty percent. I I know people are gonna hate me, especially all the people that were like dying for us to do this song analysis. <laughs> right. Um. But the reason being is it's like you guys said, it's just a simple song, and I think you know, Sammy, you're giving her credit for her age, but I think she was capable of so much more even yeah. at that age, because a lot of her earlier songs outdo this one, and that's probably why this isn't one of the more popular or well-known songs because it's just it it was wasn't an amazing sort of job it was just sort of yeah good it was good just sort of yeah. upbeat good. and i don't i don't know i i just won't give it a very high ranking just because i don't think this one deserves a very high rating in my opinion so hope you guys loved our discussion here uh Probably not because I just ripped on it, kind of closed it poorly there. But uh, up until that point, I hope you enjoyed our Stay Beautiful discussion. More song analyses to come in the future. Uh, Moving on with the episode, we got our mini segments that are submitted by you guys. So, Steve, you've been kind of quiet. Why don't you give us our first one? Okay, the first one comes from MochaSwift13 on Twitter. You know you're a Swifty when you pay your siblings to be quiet when you listen to Taylor talk. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's actually really funny <laughs> it's really funny thank um, you for doing text that this from scotland underscore road on twitter you know you're a swifty when you're playing need for speed and all your cars have to have a 13 on them nice nice i didn't even know you could do that i don't, I don't play video games as we mm-hmm. established earlier well, but sammy sammy's a total gamer i totally am actually i that's why i said that <laughs> that's really awkward <laughs> All right, so Evan on Facebook said, you know you're Swifty when you're trying to type an, A-N, and S-N shows up because I've used Speak Now abbreviation so much. That yes. legitimately happens to me. 
that happens to me sometimes also not that exact one but that's impressive because and is a very common word so for autocorrect to to um replace it with sn for speak now that's that's didn't you mean speak now (laughs) that's pretty cool Um, the next one is Catherine via text message. You know you're a Swifty when your non-Swifty friends tell you that you look like Taylor Swift just because you did a cat eye. Cat eye. That, cat that's referring to the uh, makeup style, right? Yeah, it's winged liner that Taylor likes to wear for those uh, guys that are listening right now. It, it's like what? Cat eye. It's, it's like the thick black liner that kind of points out at the tip of your eye that Taylor traditionally does. Does she still do that that look? Yeah, she did. She had it posted. You know, if you look at her um, Instagram post for Selena's birthday when she was holding up the necklace, she had it. Cool. Mm-hmm. I dig it. <laughs> okay, this next one comes from Not a Dumb Blonde Nine on Twitter. Wait a minute, that's Diane. Hey! Isn't it? <laughs> ah. She's not here, but she's here in spirit. Yes, she still somehow submitted one. So this is cool. Uh, you know you're a Swifty when you're thinking about Taylor, and a few seconds later, You Belong With Me comes on the radio. Perfect. <laughs> that happens all the time. Totally. That happens all the time. Um, all right. <laughs> the last one comes from a name that I am unsure how to pronounce, but it looks like Jule Kule. Jule Kule? I'm not sure how to pronounce that properly. But anyway, they said, you know you're Swifty when you remember Taylor Talk's phone number, but not your own. Oh. <laughs> I mean, Area code 24031SWIFT. It's not hard to I'm remember. Sure. It has 31 and Swift in it. I mean, you don't call yourself, so I guess that kind of makes sense. I guess. Sure. <laughs> well, thank you for remembering our phone number because you can use that to submit in the future. Right? Perfect. Yeah. All right. One last segment before we wrap up. What are Swifties listening to where uh, you guys tell us what you've got on your iPods besides Taylor Swift so we can share it with the rest of the community and they can give it a try. So Madison emailed us and said, Swifties are listening to Mother and Father by Broods. They are two Kiwi siblings and they are awesome. Ellie Goulding says uh, she thinks they're awesome too. Um, we all YouTube this before the show started. Um, I kind of liked Broods, or I liked Mother and Father. The beat at the beginning, and I said this, kind of reminds me of um, Team by Lord. Um, but I really liked Bridges by Broods, which if you type in Broods on YouTube, it should be the first one that comes up on their Vivo Spell page. B-R-O-O-D-S. Now, yeah, I'm like going to be movie. quite honest. Um, I, I shared this song because I think there are a lot of you out there that may like it. I personally, it's not my style. I'm not a big fan of this song, but Stephen... Uh, Sammy both liked it. I, I like the I mean, synthesizer part. It was pretty sweet. Yeah, I'm kind of biased because my good. dad's from New Zealand, but uh, I liked it a lot. I guess I just have a bias against New Zealand artists. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm 0 for 2 with, uh, you know, and, and a lot of you guys out there do like Lord. <laughs> and, bro- and Broods now, too. But um, they're just not my style, so... I'm that's that's all I'm gonna say. So if you've found in the past, what I said, check them out because see if they're your styles. You know, it's okay that it's not. What Sammy said. That that's why (laughs) that's why I still like to share it with you guys because just because I don't like it doesn't mean you won't. And that actually makes for an interesting conversation. Rather than yeah, we all like it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a nice song. Go check it out. (laughs) We're truthful here on Taylor Talk. Yeah. 
<laughs> we tell the truth. We don't lie. Ain't no lie. Yeah. All right. So, I, as I promised at the beginning of this episode and teased about, we got our uh, a Dear Taylor voicemail that we're going to play for you. It doesn't actually start Dear Taylor, but no. it is it is rather interesting. Um, it goes on for three minutes. I'll play you the first minute so you get the idea. You should so, probably set just, it up for them because it's kind of hard to understand. Like when I when you sent it to me last night, I had to listen to it a few times to get every word that he was saying. Well, 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 well let's play it really quick and then we'll discuss. <laughs> Ready? Here, here it is. Wasn't Tara Swift voice on here? You are a CIA agent spying on us and on Miss Swift. Want to hear her voice? How do we know this isn't some sort of scam? If Miss Swift, the maid, would hear this, we're wondering why you were writing that song to Timmy McGraw, Tug Boy, Tugboat, River Sharks. I'm sure Tug McGraw played Philadelphia. That word, brother. So we're just wondering, uh, was that a setup? Some kind of soap opera country uh, drama? Faith Hills and losing her man. <laughs> okay, what is that? Do you talk? Taylor is a CIA agent. <laughs> no idea. Not a clue. I, I, you know, half the thing I, I didn't understand what uh, that guy was going on about, but. To, I just wanted to give everybody an idea. I, I can't speak. I wanted to give everybody an idea of what type of voicemails we actually get because I didn't know if you guys believed me, but these really do come in. And this guy even proceeded to leave six more voicemails after this wow. one. Oh my god! He just kept calling back. I have yet to listen to the other ones, but I'm sure they are equally creepy. And um, with a guy wheezing under his breath, Taylor's a CIA agent. <laughs> I don't I don't even know what to think about that. It's uh, ridiculous. But yeah. that that was that. If I uh hopefully I can find a funny one to play on a future episode rather than yeah, just like creepy that. ones. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Now um yep. if you guys want to uh legitimately contact us and leave nice messages, you guys know there are many, many different ways you can do so. You can Email us, taylortalk at taylorswift13.org. You can tweet us, Facebook us, Taylor Connect us, or ask FM, or ask a question on Ask FM, all to the username taylortalk13. And before Steve rips on me for this, I was on Ask FM the other day. Yay! I checked yes, it. Was. I answered one question. <laughs> There's still That's about 450 unanswered, but, um, well. Maybe I'll get to it. <laughs> one, one, one is progress, though, right, Steve? Oh yeah, yeah, you're, you're making progress. That's what matters. So feel free to ask us questions on Ask FM again. That's the username TaylorTalk13. And you should lost... tweet Adam to let me answer some because I'm not allowed to touch any of the social media. You can answer them. I don't have the password. Well, maybe one day. <laughs> Okay, now where was I in my little contact? Oh, yes, yes, yes. You can leave us a voicemail or text message to area code 240-31-SWIFT. As long as you do not refer to Taylor Swift as a CIA agent, you're more than welcome to call that number and leave a voicemail. 
You guys were supposed to laugh there. That was a joke. Oh. <laughs> I guess not. Or if you are from another country besides the U.S. and you don't want to incur those international roaming or distance charges, I don't know what they call them, the international rates, you can go directly to taylortalk.org. There's a button on the side that says send a voicemail. Click that. You can leave us a voicemail directly on the website, and that's totally free to use. So go leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you guys. But it's time to say bye for this week. So for episode 144 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast, my name's Adam. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. Saying have a great week, guys. We'll see you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Stay beautiful. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. Steve's end of the episode joke. This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.